Hi. Uh, this is episode 23, I think, of Invite the Neighbors. Um, this is a special switcheroo sort of episode. Uh, I'm being interviewed, sort of, by uh, by GNA. She's the one who did the, uh, the logo for the podcast. Um, and she wanted to uh, interview me to, uh, you know, so that maybe the listeners could get to know me a little bit better. Which I said, sure. I'm an artist. I love talking about myself. Just like we all fucking do. So why not? So this is like a long ass one. Me and Janae go way back. Uh, so hopefully you guys enjoy listening to this. Um, as far as shows coming up, I'm playing on uh, August 30th at Newway Bar in Ferndale with uh, Hexing, Pursuer, Ship uh, and Sale, just like a Scheme 13 sort of thing. I can't remember who else is playing. I don't have the thing in front of me. But yeah, that's August 30th uh, at Newway Bar in Ferndale. So come check that out and then look up Church Street Booking and Out of This World Booking on, online to see what shows they have coming up. Um, yeah. I have a Patreon, invitetheneighbors.com slash Patreon. Even if you can only donate like a dollar a month, that's super helpful and like helping me like post the podcast. And I don't expect that, but I really appreciate it. Um, as always, rate, review the podcast, subscribe, all that good happy horse shit. So uh, yeah, here we go. Thanks for listening. I didn't, the first, when you hit the space bar, it kind of, it threw it off. You know, we had to restart because I just felt like it was a bad energy. The podcast has never been started by someone else. And, uh, I feel like it's important that I start it. Okay. Which I just did. You just did. You see, see the screen? Sure do. I do see the screen, but why is it like a flat line? It's like a flatliner. Well, now it's too quiet. God damn it. Well, do you know what? Let's just keep rolling. Let's just keep rolling. Okay. All right. We're, uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, witnessing the live. Oh, there we go. You just witnessed the live. O. <laughs> I just witnessed the live. O. we had some, uh, difficulties earlier because my laugh is too loud. So we had to literally turn down and then it just got too quiet. It's fine. And- just don't laugh at all. I just, all right. Don't anyway. laugh at anything I say. I won't. I won't. Um, state your name, date of birth, social security number, place of birth, mother's maiden name. Hi, welcome to Invite the Neighbors. We're doing things different and on today's podcast For my today. English-speaking listeners, that she meant to say different. Different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, you guys. So, Jen here. Who's Who's... I have guys, girls, aliens, non-binaries, I was, fish. I was going to get to the point where I just explain oh. who I am. Oh, okay. Look at Oops. Oops. We made a mistake together. Well, there it is. I'm Brian's life partner and manager, as you all have heard <laughs> in uh, previous episodes. Also, uh, I do graphic design that I'm like really awkward to talk about, but... Because I'm new to it. I that sentence was awkward. I'm really awkward to talk about. <laughs> we'll keep going. We're not going to restart. 
We've had to restart 10 times because Jenny <laughs> keeps saying things that don't make any sense. Listen, I'm not used to being behind a microphone. I almost like feel. We haven't restarted. We only restarted once because her laugh was like, <laughs> and it was like way too loud. Anybody who knows my laugh just knows that I can kind of get loud. So, Anyways, this is a different type of episode. Yeah. Isn't it? Whose idea was this? Jen? It was my idea. Yeah, you're because right. Because I figured you guys need to know about the man behind invite the neighbors by the way you should take a photo of this with like oh my god because okay so every time i interview somebody i'm in where i'm sitting where you are and luca comes sits on me so she knows to come sit on me whenever (laughs) i don't know like she always comes and sits my lap when she's like she can tell when we're podcasting oh yeah this is really good but (laughs) of course i can't get the right lighting there's okay there we go all right and awesome. you know what? And, and that is what we call take. quality content for our listeners at that home. That is quality. I kind of feel like it's backwards, though. I feel like I'm the one interviewing, so I should have Luca on my lap. So yeah, but the thing is, she's kind of disappointing. It's up to, to me. the cat. It's up it to is. the cat. Okay, so I'm sorry. Say what you were saying before about why we're doing this, what your idea was, because I got excited about the cat. <laughs> so basically, I wanted to interview Brian because. He does so much hard work interviewing all these other bands, and I want people to know because I personally know too much about Brian. And too now much. it's your turn. Way too much. All of you listeners, it's your turn to learn about Brian because I just know all the ins and outs. And now it's your turn. So mostly the ins. Mostly the ins. I do know his outs, though. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna go into details about the outs but we'll go into the ins yes i don't even know what that could possibly i don't yeah i don't know i don't know i'm just being weird (laughs) (laughs) anybody i know (laughs) makes (laughs) makes fun of my laugh so i'm gonna be self-conscious about him but you know what this is real this is real this is who i am yeah yeah it really is obnoxious too but uh (laughs) so what's your what's your favorite uh What's your favorite moment so far from this podcast? My favorite moment was the Scheme 13 episode. I meant this episode. (laughs) Well, I can go into that one too. (laughs) (laughs) But this episode is uh, Luca right there. Yeah. She's my cat. Scheme 13. Yeah. Oh, the dog. Are you going to say the dog? dog? The chihuahua in the backpack. That was so funny course a part that has nothing to do with fucking music <laughs> <laughs> but it was so funny yeah that the, was that was super funny the fallowland episode was also very good i thoroughly enjoyed yeah the that was a lot of fun episode because it clearly involved uh some wine drinking and it was just very nice yeah a lot of people don't know this but wit like held me down forced me to drink i told him i was trying to quit drinking and he like he oh. strapped me down to my own bed it was really weird it it was like he strapped me down and like put a like an oil funnel in my mouth and was just pouring like cheap cheap red wine gas it up yeah 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 i mean shout out to wit but like i can see like i understand why his band is so hard working because if he wants something he will strap you down and, and and make it happen you know like he will wine you without he won't dine you but he will wine you and and that's Whit Feinberg for anybody who doesn't know. And yet again, Whit is on another 
episode of Invite the I Neighbors. Just, I, he I, is so popular. He's I bring just him so up great. So that he won't he's such a great human me. being. I just he he told me he's like I will cyber bully you if you don't mention me. So I'm like okay. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Almost none of the things I say about Wit or Pat Ray are actually true. <laughs> I have yet to meet Pat Ray. I don't you don't. Think, I don't I'm not going to let you him. meet Pat Ray. He was at the the show that I just played at uh, what's it called? Owen House. Did I don't. He had a hat on. He was wearing a very loud shirt. Glasses. I feel like that was a few people, but life I don't of the remember. party. Um. He's handing out ecstasy pills in a mason jar. See, oh, right. see everything I say is a fucking lie. <laughs> uh, all right. So Jenny has some questions for me that we haven't discussed. Yes, it's all going to be a surprise. He has no idea. Yeah. Some of these are fun questions. Some of them are serious questions. So we're just here. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have fun with it. Yeah. Again, the idea is just like to have people get get to know me. Yeah. I want you guys all to just know about know more about brian because he's a very interesting guy and that's why he's one of my best friends and i am your best friend i don't like this one of my best friends things because everyone who's a girl that i've met has 10 to 25 best friends and Basically, when a girl, in my experience, says she's like my best friend, <laughs> they don't have any friends that don't fit that description. So, like, friends, like my best friend. Yeah, and, um, like everything ends in a like everything ends in a question mark. Too. Yes, Brian, <laughs> my best friend. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh (laughs) all right (laughs) well um so basically i just want to start i know that brian did a podcast i think it was like the second or third i can't remember one but neighbors he did what i did a podcast i do a podcast it's called invite the neighbors oops yes oops Oops. shout out to um he did a solo podcast i can't remember episode three Episode three, there it is. And he kind of went into detail a little bit about this, but I just want, you know what? It's kind of far back because this is episode. This will be 23. This is 23. Yeah. I feel like you need to play Jimmy World 23 at the beginning of this. Oh, um, maybe I will. This is the 23rd episode. That is nuts. Um, I but, can't though. It's copyrighted. So it'll get, it'll get, uh, it'll be yanked. Bummer. Okay. Um, okay. So Brian, like how... How did you get into podcasting? Like for those who don't Uh, know, I just, how did, how did you go from wanting to listen to podcasts in the car versus and getting ready versus music? Like what? Okay. So it's like a multi-part answer, I guess, which is perfect for podcasting because the whole point is to go in depth about everything. So I don't, no like a particular there wasn't like a particular day that i can single out but the first podcast that i got into i'm pretty sure was uh was congratulations crystalia and you would know do you think that was like the first one yeah i feel like once you 
Yeah, I feel, yeah, I do feel as though it was congratulations. So, and I can't remember who, I think maybe it was like I was uh, on Instagram, like following Chris D'Elia, and I think I saw somebody or saw him make a post about his podcast. Like he posted a clip from it or something. Or was it Tiger Belly? Was it Tiger Belly? If it it was something to do with Crystalia though. If it if it was yeah. Tiger Belly, it was Crystalia being on Tiger Belly. But anyways, Crystalia is like my favorite comedian. And uh I started listening to his podcast when there was already like he was on like episode fifty five or something like that around then when I started listening. Um and I listened to I quickly like binged all of them and I just I just like really loved the uh stream of consciousness like free form just like talking and for me it was it was like i just loved the sense of like getting the feeling that like i'm in the room too or like it was especially with crystalia like his personality is like there's like a lot of similarities i think with my own personality just like he's so silly and like he's so random like stream of consciousness is always like changing and like really in like ADD sort of ways. And so it was like, it gave my mind something to focus on um, and just like latch on to for an extended period of time rather than picking songs and like continuously picking songs. You know, I could just put on a podcast and just let it go and it would constantly be changing. Um, So that just like, it, it really, uh, it just like captured my mind and I just really loved it. And I, then I discovered uh fighter and the kid um, with like yeah. Brian Callen, who's like one of Crystalia's like old comedy friends. And again, that was Chris. I mean, I sound like such, like such a Crystalia fanboy. I love a lot of, he is comedians. a very I, I definitely am, fan. I definitely am. Um, but yeah, so I, uh, fighter and the kid was like when I discovered, or oh, Joe Rogan was probably the first one. Honestly, because I've known about Joe Rogan's podcast for a long time. But oh, I, right. But I, I didn't yeah. really, I didn't, it, in, in a weird way, like I didn't look at Joe Rogan's podcast as a podcast per se, because it seemed to me like more like a talk show almost. But I'm not like a huge Joe Rogan podcast fan. It's like, I just like, I listen to it when there's like a guest I want to see. Yeah. Like some of the guests he has, I'm just like, dude, why do you have this person on? But then he'll have other guests where I'm like, oh, there's no way I'm not watching this. Um, But yeah, overall, like I love the conversations. Like I love the biggest thing I like about podcasts with multiple people is how uncensored they are, like unfiltered. Like you get, it's like an interview, but it's a conversation. Those are the ones I like where it's, you actually get to know people. And like with, if, you know, almost every comedian has a podcast and it's like you get like this all access pass almost to the real personalities behind like your favorite people, you know? Um, so that was really interesting to me. Like I've, it like opened up my eyes to like, you realize like how normal these people are. And, uh, it was just really cool to like, like Brian Callen says from the fighter and the kid, he says like, Oh, a lot of fans of my podcast, will come up to me like at shows or something and be like, ah, you know what? I love your podcast. And like, I just, I feel like I know you. And then he'll say you do because he goes on twice a week for like two hours with his best friend, you know, Brandon Schaub, the co-host. 
and they they just shoot the shit and they talk about current events they talk to guests but it's like everyone seems to be like the real version of themselves they're not like trying to be the um it's like so different from like a radio interview or even like a like a late night interview you know where where it feels forced it feels rehearsed yeah it's like question after question after question yeah yeah with podcasts there's like there's imperfections there's like sometimes there's lulls in conversation there's there's randomness the stream of consciousness again and it's it's just real human interaction which is like my main thing and like i'm kind of a a, a, i don't want to say a loner but like i really i have like my social uh battery runs out pretty quickly when i'm around like a lot of people (laughs) so like listening putting on a podcast it might sound lame but it it makes me feel like i'm a part of like some sort of social interaction without having to actually be out so out socially like hanging out with actual people it's like i can be a part of a conversation without having to participate in it yeah which is really nice so yeah that was a that was a long that was my long answer (laughs) (laughs) for those who uh, also don't know brian he is he talks so much, but anytime that he does talk a lot, like that's when you can tell that like he's super passionate about something because <laughs> he just will just go on and on, and it's just the greatest thing. Because so, like outside, you can of, tell right now that he's super passionate about podcasting. So, but like outside of that, I'm like totally the opposite because like I don't ramble on about shit unless I'm like that. Because like I'm kind of the yeah. opposite. Like if if I don't give a shit about something, or I just be really quiet. And I don't talk that much. Right. Like, or I'll just ramble on nonsense words. Like, I just make noises or, like, and say a bunch of, like, gibberish. Just, yeah, he just, does just have to, his own language. I was just talking to, to him just about to, this just earlier. Just to fuck around, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have, like, a very active imagination. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely He's, do. I mean, honestly, like, not to toot your own horn, but you are one of the most entertaining people in... <laughs> my life and like it should be in anybody's life anybody who knows you not everyone should be in my life well (laughs) no i don't think everybody should be in your life but yeah i mean (laughs) i love i love being goofy and that's why i love comedy and that's why he loves comedy yeah i want to find once i move to like detroit area i'm going to start doing way more open mics because the few open mics i did do were a lot of fun well two out of three were fun the first one was the best yeah, the first his first one was amazing, absolutely yeah. amazing. Like you killed it. And I got cocky and I didn't really rehearse the second time. Yeah, third time was fine. I was like kind of relaxed. I was calm. The yeah. crowd wasn't as into it because like it was. Well, because Tony was. Yeah, the host was kind of shit house super, drunk. Yeah, they just sets a really wasted. weird tone. For like, wasted when you, when your MC is drunk and gets up after every comedian and just like kind of bombs and makes it weird for everybody it's really hard to like go up and kill but yeah i don't know it was all good i love comedy i want to keep doing it so if you okay so if you could bring anybody on this podcast because this is kind of like of course it's music right now but i know you want to explore a little bit more with your guests and make it kind of about everything like all sorts of artists like who would be your like ideal person to have on this podcast like if you could have anybody on this podcast comedy like anything music who i'd have to pick one though like okay how about all the yeah how about one comedian 
one musician. How about that? We'll do that. Okay, I could do that. Um, actually, I'm going to give you two different two different uh answers for musician. Okay. Um, do I can I pick like a band? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just like yeah, any like musical. I think for a band, I would have Bad Books. Because I would get Kevin Devine and Andy Hurley from Manchester Orchestra. Okay, unless you're birds of one stone. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I I absolutely love, love, love Bad Books. Bad Books 2 is one of my favorite albums ever, I realized. It's like so catchy and so good. And Manchester Orchestra is like my favorite current band, like favorite active band. Um, and so just to be able to like pick... I mean, John Mayer would be like a honorable mention because he is such a cool dude. Like he used to be kind of a tool, but I think as he's gotten older, he's become <laughs> less of a tool and he's just more of like, he's more self-aware I feel. And he's like more, but he loves comedy too. He's like a big yeah. comedy guy. Like he does the control danger shows where like, it's like this joint music comedy show that he does with Dave Chappelle. Oh yeah. Yeah. John Mayer this. is like is, a big okay. comedy guy. That's why current mood is so funny. You know, he could totally be a comedian, I feel like. Oh, easily. And he's like, he's connected within the comedy scene. Like, Jeff Ross was a guest on there. David Spade, Dave Chappelle have all been guests on Current Mood. So, like, John Mayer huh. is, like, uh, he's, like, a personal, as far as, like, his career-wise, like, personal role model because he's, like, so connected with comedy and also a huge musician. But I think before him, I think I would want to want to talk with bad books because like their trajectory towards like success would probably be closer to like what i would aspire to rather than john mayer so i would have more more questions for bad books that would actually pertain to my life rather than john mayer who was more of like a a major label like uh like pop star the way he kind of came up um and then i think the the unsafe answer would be jesse lacey because no the here and hear me out the reason i would want to have jesse lacy on now is not to nerd out over brand new and this is if i could have like any scenario i would really want to uh not discuss like what he did and not give him like the jesse lacy apology hour you know what i mean yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't be about like what did you do or like how how was the how are the allegations falsified or how much of them were true it wouldn't be about that it would be like i would i'm be really fascinated to hear like how he's reacted to it how he feels that like he's changed like what steps has he taken to like reconcile and like be a better person like what like what is he actually doing you know i would love to just because before all that shit went down, Brand New was by far my favorite band. Yeah. You know, um, and their music, I I still, musically, they're my favorite albums. Or the, from the Devil and God to Daisy to Science Fiction, they're still like all like some of my top albums of all time, like yeah. musically. And obviously the band is more than just Jesse Lacey. But he would be the one... I would want to talk to and just like hear his story. And like I said, once again, not to, not to like glorify him or not to give him a chance to like apologize and like and to clear his name necessarily, but to like, just like any, anytime anybody like goes out 
and gets like canceled like that. A lot of times you see people that make more of a concerted effort because they were brand new was already quitting anyways. So Jesse Lacey didn't really need to like, I mean, he did his apology online or whatever, which a lot of people had issues with, but he's not trying to further his music careers. But if he was, I'm sure he would be making efforts to like come public and like, and, explain to people like this is what i'm doing to to right the wrongs this is what i'm doing to change things like that and i'd be really curious to like hear how he's how he's actually responded to those things do you think like in a few years like he'll try to slowly make his way back into music like try to like rebrand brand new uh (laughs) i don't i don't know and that's another thing that i would just be really curious yeah to hear about because I think yeah. that people, I feel like I, I always have to like over disclaimer this when I talk about brand new, because I really don't want people to think that like I in any way condone the types of things that he did or in any way I'm like a Jesse Lacey apologist because I'm not. I just in general, I think people have the capacity to change. And I think people have human beings in general have the capacity to uh, to like improve and i think people can go from being horrible to being great i agree you know i agree with that 100 percent. and i guess that uh that answers my question of the most offensive thing you've ever said <laughs> no, i'm just oh, kidding oh yeah but. well it, it's great to reference conversations that were had off air so that people have no idea what you're talking <laughs> no, about oh no <laughs> i didn't know it was it's just a joke <laughs> but yeah i'm not gonna make this the brand new power hour but uh <laughs> no but no. yeah so that would be a very fascinating uh conversation to me and maybe that's something that i wouldn't actually have on air maybe that would be something that's better because it, may, it might upset a lot of people just the fact that i would be like quote unquote giving him a platform so i don't know that i would actually do it if i had the opportunity but i would love to have the opportunity to maybe privately have that conversation yeah you know because like i wouldn't want to feel like i was offending anybody who had been like uh like victimized or something by having by actually putting him on the air so i would probably go against actually putting something like that out just just for the sake of those people who would feel that way because i'm not in the business of like trying to shove shit down people's throats um but yeah i would love to at least have that conversation but okay so that covers it for musicians right yeah Um, and uh, and comedians this is i have a feeling of what he might say but if he says differently i would be really surprised so what do you think i was gonna say crystalia or theo von either yeah either crystalia or theo von i think i would choose uh crystalia over theo von because theo von on his podcast this past weekend like he is so uh or Pete Holmes would be a good one too. I love. Oh yeah, Pete love Holmes Pete would be. But a the good thing one. is, I would probably still choose Crystalia over both of them because both Pete Holmes and Theo Vaughn are both such open books about who they are, and Crystalia it kind of is too. But Theo Vaughn talks about the depths of like his emotions and things like that, and like right. you really get a sense for who that guy is. Same with Pete Holmes. Mm-hmm. with crystalia like he's more of like a a silly goose you know and it's like he never turns it off <laughs> to where like i would really love to actually hang out with him one-on-one like and just see 
get a gauge for like what his genuine personality like one-on-one is you know for the record everybody theo vaughn called brian one day and it was the most insane thing oh yeah ever it was so cool um, so he kind of already got a chance to uh talking for like 15 minutes was just cool interview yeah yeah so like on theo vaughn's podcast it's a lot of him just like rambling and just like being funny like any comedian's podcast but then he has like callers call in uh because like a lot of what theo talks about is just like his struggles his life is like emotional struggles like just like and there's like a, a big community of like followers who follow that podcast like the listeners who like kind of like build each other up and support each other like someone could call in talk about something they're struggling with and then other people will call in respond to that person and rarely theo vaughn will actually call one of the people that that calls in and so like i called in when like my dad was in the hospital because he was uh he had like this rare like muscular degenerative disease where like his muscles were completely like um just disintegrating basically which he's fine now like he's making a full recovery slowly but surely but like at the time he was he went from like being able to do normal things to like being completely unable to like very difficult to even like lift his arm up because his muscles were so like fucked basically so i was like freaking out like i didn't we didn't know what the prognosis was going to be we didn't know that for a while they couldn't even figure out what it was so like there was a point where i didn't know if he was ever going to be the same again you know there's always that voice in the back of your head like is he going to make it kind of thing i was just kind of freaking out and on top of that like the band I was in before, I think Great Neptune was right around when they were already broken up or yeah. it was around that time. Yeah, it was. And I was just like at a cross, it felt like I was not at a crossroads, but I was just like, I felt like everything was happening at once. I was just stressing out about a lot of things. And like, so I, in like a moment of sort of desperation, like I just called into that podcast and it's like, you call and leave a voicemail. So I called and left a voicemail explaining like, you know, just where I was at, that I was struggling big time with like everything I just mentioned. And, uh, it didn't end up on the air on the podcast, but like a few days later, like a week later, I got a call uh, from Theo Vaughn and like, it was so cool. Like we just talked, like he asked me like how my dad was doing. And uh, he was actually on the phone with, um, Brian was on the phone with his dad oh, when yeah. Theo Vaughn called. So it was just like the coincidence of it was just really yeah, surreal. Like the moment those... that he called was perfect timing. Yeah, it was really serendipitous. It was strange. Yeah. It was just like sometimes like the universe is just like winking at you, you know? Yeah, in it's, that moment for sure. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like, yeah, it was so cool. I love when that when that happens. And okay. I can't remember where I heard that phrase, the universe just winks at you. I think that I read that. I like it. It's yeah. cute. I've never heard it before. Yeah, I think I was reading it in Pete, Pete Holmes' book. I'm reading that right now. But yeah, Theo, we talked for like 10, 15 minutes. Like we started about talking to my dad with everything that's going on. Then I just told him like, uh, we just talked about more general life things and kind of gave each other some advice. And it was one of the coolest things ever. I was like so nervous at first, like so starstruck. (laughs) And obviously, I mean, honestly, I was the whole time. I calmed down a little bit and I was probably talking too much too fast because I was so nervous, but. I just let him know how appreciative I was. It was one of the coolest things ever. Imagine like anyone listening, like Theo Vaughn is in, he, in my top five comedians, top five favorite comedians. And so imagine like your top five favorite anything's and take in comedies, like my, one of my 
two favorite things in the world with like music and comedy. So imagine like one of your favorite things and then one of your favorite people from your favorite things calls you <laughs> and just talks to you. Just, you get to have a conversation with them and it just makes them a real person. It was, it was such a cool feeling. It was really cool. But yeah, don't know where else to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's amazing. Well, in terms of like music, um, everyone, Brian's in a band called In a Daydream. They know that. And just in case anybody doesn't know. <laughs> so how did you, where did the name come up? Like for those that have oh. no idea, like were you in a daydream? Like how, no, how it's how not a very you? fun answer. Uh, I just took it from lyrics. Um, I I came up with a name when I was sixteen, I think. And I'm, I'm 28 now. For anyone who doesn't know, thinks my baby face. I'm one of you 21 year olds. I'm not. Um, I'm the grandfather of DIY, but uh. <laughs> Yes. No, I was 16 Papa? and like uh Brad and I, Brad was the drummer, original drummer of In a Daydream. Uh and I guess I should say like the, all the all the In a Daydream music that I'm playing live right now is not the original like In a Daydream stuff, but um that was like me and what Brad and I wrote back in high school when we started it. But yeah, I was just sitting around, Brad and I had just started like writing music. Like we started playing together in 8th grade and like we did like bunch of covers we did like fallout like fallout boy covers and like foo fighters i don't think we ever did foo fighters actually but like fallout boy uh forgive dirt in you know just like pop punk covers uh say anything we do say anything covers and shit but we started writing music the the actually the intro song to that i always play for invite the neighbors that's the first song we ever wrote called astronomy 101 uh <laughs> Just, we always had the goofiest names for songs. I had nothing to do with the songs. Um, but yeah, we needed, I figured we need a name for like the band because we, we had a, we wrote a ton of songs and it's like, we wanted to be a real thing. Uh, so I was just like looking at different lyrics from songs from other, from bands I liked. And I was, uh, I was going through like some circus survive lyrics. Um, and there's a lyric from, the album on letting go by circus survive um and it goes like in a daydream i imagine my house where all my father's sense of strength was lost and uh in general like the name is just it just kind of means uh just being like in a daydream and just like taking being that thing that like takes you out of the moment and just like imagining yourself doing something better you know because it's like and i'm still kind of in that like um, when i'm working doing a job i don't want to do it's like in a like in a daydream is what i is imagining the the life i want to live like imagining myself like being a a professional musician being like a somebody who can do comedy for a living and just like and like fantasizing about you know the life you want to live and like using that to get you through the life you're currently living and just trying to see it as a means to an end. Um, and then like the circus survive lyrics are, I mean, they're kind of cool. Cause like at the time, like I was 16, I didn't get along great with my dad. Like, and it, 
again, it's like in a daydream, I imagine my house where all my father's sink, the sense of strength was lost. And that, that made me think of like just growing up and like your relationship with like your father going from your dad's a superhero, your dad is like your entire world. And slowly as you get older and you start to realize he's just a person, you start to become like at odds with him and you start to develop like maybe a resentment or you start to like fight with your dad and all of a sudden he's not this perfect being anymore. And when, when, when you realize your dad can, uh, can do wrong, then there's like this, when he's not like this all powerful <laughs> being, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's one of those, like kind of like a loss of innocence thing, you know, right. where it's like, the real world that's one of those markers that the real world is kicking the quote-unquote real world is kicking in um so that's what made me originally like that a lot but i just thought it was a cool name for all those other reasons i do like that name i think although i loved great neptune don't get me wrong SpongeBob great, reference. great neptune was amazing but it's always good to go back to your roots and if yeah. it fits it fits and it's just stuck with you for so long so when you yeah no. Well, like when I was in, I have I was in like uh, Great Neptune, and then we broke up, and then Julian and I, the drummer from Great Neptune, like we stuck together, and then we renamed the project Goodbye Sleep. Which, I, thinking back, like I, it, I'm just like pretty meh on that. It was like okay at the time. I kind of liked it, but after that broke up, I was like, I'm sick of like coming up with names for all these projects that feel so temporary. And I just want to focus on finding a project, not rushing into something, finding a project that is like me. It's just based around my songwriting and like exactly what it is that I want to do. And I'm like, if I'm going to do that, then what better name than the one I came up with, the first one I ever came up with that has stood the test of time is always like, I've always identified with it. I still do just as strongly and i found different ways to identify different meanings for it yeah and so like i decided i'm like yeah i'm just gonna go into that name now and like i actually talked to brad like i went out to eat with him and like i had like a long conversation with him about it and just like let him know like you know i'm not trying to make you feel slighted by like because he still feels really strongly connected to the songs we wrote as do i Mm -hmm. but like he's in the band with caldwell the harmoniums and like he doesn't really have i don't think the time to to put into like making in a daydream something that he is like actively like a gigging touring like you know like full on band member of yeah but like all your time and effort into that yeah yeah um just because like different lifestyles like i he doesn't want to make music like his career path like whereas i do yeah um and nothing against that like we had a conversation about it and i was like look i just i want you to know like that you are still like i still feel very strongly about all that stuff that we did and like i'm not trying to make that go away by any means and like we've talked about recording those stuff those songs like re-recording them and like releasing like uh an album of them at some point with them actually sounding good and like finished like down the road and still having that be like in a daydream 
Um, but I've just told him like, I want to use the name moving forward for myself because it's like what I feel most connected with and things like that. And he was, he was cool with it, you know? And it's just funny because it's like all this time has passed since we've actually, uh, written songs together or even like jam together on a regular basis. But like, it's still like a very touchy thing because of how important it was to us when we were creating it. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah, you were so young. Young. What did you say? You were 16? 16 years yeah. old. Okay. So what, what was the most like emotional song that you've written? Like, was it back when you were 16? Do you feel like, or do you feel like you've written something more emotional now? Like something that like oh. you play that just kind of like really gets you every time. And like, what song is it? And like, what is it about that? Like makes mm. it emotional? definitely uh thousand wins the one that i play now that one is because like a lot of the uh in a daydream stuff from back in the day like it wasn't super emotional because i wasn't i didn't have a lot of emotional maturity angsty (laughs) angsty kind of like about girls and yeah like i think i had like a a decent take on it like for being a teenager or like an early in my very early 20s i think I'm kind of proud of my take on these things because it wasn't really cliche. It was more like there was like some cynicism to it that made it not we the kings. You know what I mean? <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the one uh, I play now, Thousand Wins, is you know this, but it's about like my friend Pat Patrick who passed away, and uh, so like Patrick was like uh he's like my best friend and this was when i was when i was 22 and he brad him and me and brad and him and like our friend carl and caldwell we were all like really like best friends and pat was uh you know i considered him my best friend and um when he was we were 22 and he passed away like unexpectedly um it was just like a extreme tragedy you know and it was uh it was it was crazy another way like the universe works in strange ways like his funeral ended up being on my 23rd birthday which was really odd because it felt like okay well it's just at first i was like wow the universe is really fucking with me you know it's like my best friend's funeral is on my birthday it's like oh happy birthday dude but then i thought about it it was like no this is actually in a strange way it was it was like something that like it connected him with me forever in a way so like every every year when people remember that time and like a lot of times like we'll we don't do it as much anymore because it's been five six years but like we would get together every year around that time, like around the time of his death or his funeral. And it just always happens to be around my birthday. So it's like every year because of him, like on my birthday, well, I would be like around like all my closest friends, which was like really cool. And so it's like around the time people are thinking of me, they're thinking of him too. So it's like in a way it kind of like tied us together in just like a small way that it was, it was like a kind of like a cool thing for me. But so that song anyways is about, the uh the initial sort of reaction when someone dies to it in like the, the funeral and like the emotional side of it like where you have to 
it's like fighting with this idea that like the right thing to do is to be like, it's all going to be okay. And like seeing the family and being like, everything's going to be okay. You know, like, but in your mind, you're, you're clearly lying. You feel like you're lying. You feel, you know, very much at odds with the, the, the statement, everything's going to be okay. You feel, you feel like it's complete and utter bullshit. You know, like it's definitely not going to be okay. That's how you feel at the time. But also feeling like it's the right thing to do to say those things. Yeah. So it's like one of those. uh, Yeah, it's just like a really strange thing. Um, Yeah. And it's like trying is it's like trying to put it out of your mind, like trying all these different things to like come to terms with it and just not being able to. So that song's like a lot about that. Um Yeah, it's so it's it's an emotional song and it's uh it's it's sometimes I like I choke up because I I I like when I'm singing it I choke up. Um it's sometimes it's like hard to get through cuz it's a and but that that's kind of like what I want out of a song. I, I that makes me proud of it, you know, cuz it's like if I'm choking up to something and it's not just the lyrics, I can just read the lyrics and it's not going to choke me up. It's I'm proud of it because I think the way the lyrics coincide with like the energy of the song and like yeah, some, the passion and the tone behind yeah, your voice. Yeah. yeah it's like really some of the hardest parts to sing are when the music drops down and, and it's just like right after this really like heavy guitar part, like fast, high energy, it drops down. And now I'm just playing something like really uh, clean and like kind of like, not haunting, but just like very clean and like um, melancholy on the guitar. And I'm singing something that's like really close to home and like really kind of sad. I'll choke up doing that. And I think depending on how bad I choke up, it could, it can either add to the performance or make me feel pretty embarrassed, but I don't think anyone's really ever noticed that much, but yeah, by far that one is the most uh, emotional. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, in terms of having music respond to lyrics, it's like in a scary movie. Like, the music kind of makes that scary scene, like, more intense. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's exactly how it is with music. Because, I mean, I could read lyrics all day long to a song that, like, makes me cry. But then when, like, I hear it with the music behind it, it's like, it just feels, like, so much more intense. Yeah. I mean, the same with, like, I was, uh, I had, like, a joke premise about that, where, like, the premise, like, this isn't the joke itself, so if you don't laugh at this, it's not designed, this isn't designed to make you laugh, so don't (laughs) think I'm not funny at all, but, like, the premise behind it was, like, if you, like, watched The Notebook or something, and if you, with, with the music, it's, like, you're, it's like, oh my God, this is so romantic or whatever. But you take the music away, it's like, go inside, it's raining, you know? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, the music can just, like, take these things that aren't really... It does. It could take, like... I'm not saying The Notebook's a terrible movie, but, like, you could take something that's not very good or, like, not that emotionally moving and just add music to it. And all of a sudden, it's, like, so moving. It's like a record-breaking, like... Yeah. And I'm like, it's not the movie that's doing that. It's just the music. <laughs> the music is way more powerful than like the actual content of, of the movie or of the script, you know? 
that, that yeah. yeah that's sometimes <laughs> that's the case what do they say about the notebook if it's like done backwards i mean i'm a girl but i honestly have only watched the notebook once so i don't really know what happens but someone was saying that uh if it's done backwards it says like, like satan is here satan is lord or something <laughs> No, I mean, that would be uh, rather funny, but there's some sort of funny situation with the notebook, and now it's going to bug me that I can't think of what it is, and now this makes wow, awkward. no sense. I know, I just, I'm going to, might as well just like insert. I remember my first time hosting a podcast. Insert, insert crickets here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, great. On to the next. Okay, so we got a little bit uh, serious there for a second. <laughs> so I want to get into something more funny. Okay, so Brian has two cats that I love very dearly. Which one There's do you love more? Luca, what? Which one do you love the most? Oh, don't ask me that question. I love them okay. equally. <laughs> they can't understand English. It's okay. No, I love I love them Mookie both. more. Oh, <laughs> no, okay. Well, that was okay. That answered one of my questions. But okay, so he has two cats, Luca and Mookie. Or you can just like pull it away a little bit. Yeah, oh. that's good. Um, So if Luca and Mookie could have a job, what would their jobs be? Like well, if they were like a human being, like knowing their personalities, oh, what kind of job would they have? Oh shit, it's a wild question. I I told I told you it was gonna get real fun in here. So so Luca is like constantly moving around, like really skittish, kind of paranoid. She's like, it's like she's constantly on meth. So would she be a drug dealer? Well, no, no, no. Meth or like ecstasy because it's like she always wants to be like touched. It's like if she doesn't want if she doesn't want to be like touched or rubbed and loved, she's running away <laughs> or chasing something. So it's like she's like a paranoid. I don't know. What would she do for a living though? And Mookie is kind of like the opposite. She's just a large. She's, she's just constantly like hanging out. <laughs> she's kind of like an Eeyore. I feel like yeah. If I like could relate overweight. her to a fictional character, it would be Eeyore. Oh my god! Like a profession, though. Hmm. I've stumped him. This feels really good to stump. Yeah, Brian, definitely. Her personality. Like, what do? People who are constantly moving around. Uh, I mean. Let's think about Luca for a minute. What do you think about Mookie? Like, do you have something for her? Like, would you? Mookie would work like at a drive through <laughs> She'd be like. McDonald's drive through Yeah. She, Mookie would be the one telling you that like the ice cream machine is like sh the shake machine is like off. That would be Mookie. <laughs> that would be a hundred percent her. That is her. Or or you know what? No, no, I take that back. She would Mookie would be the she would work at like family video. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And she would just be like watching movies all day. <laughs> 
that's what she would that's what she would be oh my gosh i wish you guys like knew these cats because that Isn't answer that so is so spot on it's she so- would just be chilling all day watching <laughs> movies <laughs> and she'd be like eating cookie dough bites and not paying for them <laughs> cookie dough bites and swedish fish because she's a cat and yeah fish yeah. would be involved <laughs> luca would be like a I think charlie kelly when he's trying to uh, produce the play. <laughs> like a frantic play producer. Like a frantic showrunner who's like constantly doing a bunch of shit. But think Charlie Kelly's version of that where like a lot of it is just like doesn't make a lot of sense. Okay, well that's fair. If if Luca could have a job, she would basically be Charlie Day, I feel like. Mm, no. Or Charlie because- Ke- I'm thinking of his real name, Charlie Kelly. No, I, I think I, I I can see her as like a play, like a producer who's like constantly like running around, being like, "You need to be here, blah 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 blah." Like every everybody, like follow me, but like everyone's like, "You're going too fast." Like, what are you doing? And then all of a sudden, they can get really emotional, and they can be, you know, be like, "I just I want you to know. I know it gets crazy around here sometimes, but I love you very much, and I know I scratch at you, and I know I lash out." on you quite a bit and sometimes i'm moving so fast and it's hard to keep up but i just want you to know i really love you blah 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 and they can have those moments of like oh okay i remember this is why i like this person but then 90 percent of the time it's like what the fuck (laughs) that's such a weird question i know i was just thinking about it earlier and i was like i would be so curious did you eat eat one of those edibles or something (laughs) nope (laughs) nope did not i just thought that would be so interesting because i was thinking about like if my cat at home at my parents house lily lillian what would she i just don't even know she's kind of like on a mookie standard she's very lazy so maybe not. Uh, I don't think she's as lazy as Mookie, though. Mm. No. Also, Mookie's like uh, plump. So like she- <laughs> the family video worker just makes it even better. Yes. I th- I thought between like doing that or like just ripping tickets at a movie theater, you know. <laughs> R- yes. Anything. But family like, video is funny. Like the laziest job in the world. Yeah. That would belong. Yeah, absolutely. To Mookie. That would be really funny. Okay, so we talked about fictional characters. Okay. What what fictional character would you like want to meet in real life? Like if you could. Ooh. Like cartoon or movies or anything. Anything really. I was thinking kind of like a cartoon because but I mean, anything fictional. Of course, that could definitely be somebody in a movie. Oh, shit. What fictional character would I want to meet in real life? I'm trying to give him the real uh, (laughs) (laughs) in-depth questions. Yeah. Let's get to know Brian by asking all these crazy (laughs) questions. (laughs) Everyone's going to know me so well. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Hmm. I mean, Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, I'd really like to meet. 
Okay. <laughs> but not, not Rob from- McElhenney. Mac. Mac. Like if he <laughs> the was a fat real Mac person. or skinny Mac? Oh, definitely. Definitely like original, like seasons like one through five Mac. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be. As much as like I love Dennis and Dennis is my favorite character, Mac is like more interesting i think to me or not not interesting but like i think he'd be funnier to meet because he's like such a he's so i mean they're all the humor in all of them is that they're like just not self-aware at all (laughs) but i think mac's lack of self-awareness is funnier to me whereas dennis is like my favorite character just because he's dennis you know (laughs) i'm not gonna try to explain dennis reynolds because if any anybody knows the show knows dennis yeah and yeah but Mac is would be like hilarious to meet in person because I feel like Mac you could because I this is something I love doing to people in real life is when someone is like really naive or like really into themselves uh I like to feed their ego I like to say things to be like oh yeah dude you're really good at this or like yeah dude like you should try that or blah blah just like feeding their ego and like they're not self-aware enough to know I'm fucking with them so they'll be like, oh, yeah, you think so? Really? And I feel like Mac would be like the prime target for that. Like, Mac, dude, you're seriously like a huge badass. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, you think so? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I think it'd be really fun to do that. Uh, you'd be like a prime candidate for that. So if you could be on a TV show then, like, would you want to be on It's Always Sunny? Oh, yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Hands down. I feel like that would be. Like, as far a as a comedy is concerned. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. They were just recently um, having that contest where, like, you could enter to be um, on an episode of It's Always Sunny. Oh, really? Yeah. The thing is, though, like, I wouldn't want to be another person. I would just want to be Dennis. <laughs> I would just want to be Dennis's character. You know, it's it's so funny. It's like, that's, I guess I, I would want to meet Mac the most, but I feel like I'd be able to be Dennis the easiest. So you know? what would that episode name be? You know how Dennis. <laughs> so if if you replaced Dennis, ooh, <laughs> I hope would that be, all of these. People... It would be something like the gang solves me too, or something like that. <laughs> Just because knowing Dennis, like he's such a, like a rapey guy, but he's like not self aware. So I could yeah. see Dennis thinking me too is like something that is really holding him back dating wise. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that would be like, and that's the type of thing I think that uh, It's Always Sunny would tackle because they're always yeah. going after like the controversial things. Oh, yeah. So I think like, yeah, the gang, the gang solves me too or some shit like that. <laughs> I could, or, uh, or Dennis gets me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. I and then you. like all Dennis would have like so many people online or like I survived Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> surviving dennis would be one yeah and then he like he would the the episode is like him trying to like go around to all the people who are like who made these claims about him and like him trying to convince them like trying to figure out what he actually did wrong or something like that yeah trying to convince them to take down their post or like take it back or something like that like him all all the while him not realizing like that he actually was like being a creep (laughs) that seems like par for the course for something dennis would do I hope you all. My favorite watch. color is blue. If that's what your next question was. <laughs> you know what? I was just thinking about that. What is your favorite color? It's like blue. I like blue. It's, 
It's it's like blue. I like a dolphin it's, blue. It's like, like a dolphin, like a bluish gray, like a dark bluish gray I like a lot. Brian's bedroom is a bluish gray. Well, yeah, but I wish I would have gotten a darker paint. Like a, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to paint my next room. Too much work. I got to paint this back before I move out. I'm not looking forward to that. But oh. I always get excited when I move into a new place and I want to make it my own. So like I'm, I love having a painted wall. It's it's. I mean, it was worth it, I guess, to have like a room. I, I like being in. I just like the feng shui. You know, I like creating an energy in a room that makes sense, giving it a yeah. feeling. Like my bedrooms are always like undoubtedly my spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like yeah, like I I have a lot of knickknacks things like that like i've put posters up and i got my blue paint i got my salt thing i'm i love having candles going you know he always has a candle going big comfy bed i'm very into aesthetics you yes, know like i wanted you are. i wanted my sheets to look cool like i like that like this color of my sheets is like a like a lighter bluish gray the grayish blue which i really like boring <laughs> <laughs> amazing so what's your biggest fear Ooh. oh that's easy uh just not making it not making it in 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 the arts in whether the arts it's, whether it's music or comedy like i mean i'll yeah if if i don't just never becoming a professional you know at at one of those things like uh, that's like my biggest fear is always having to work like a a quote unquote normal job never making it to where like I can sustain myself on what I actually love that's like my biggest like life fear what about for like an insect do you have any like oh freaky I do not like cockroaches I do not. Do you remember when we saw all those cockroaches in Nashville? Yeah. Those oh are my gosh. There was an alley full of them. And then we went into this bar. I can't remember where it was, but it was a really cool like, like arcade, arcade bar. bar. So we were so, millennials. so excited about it. And then I was freaking out that <laughs> the roaches were following. There was, yes. Cause it was right by the alley. It, it had potential to be really cool, but there were just, I a felt lot like of, there was like a church group in there. Like the, the, how just imagine like a youth group like the types of lame like games that a youth group would play like in a a gymnasium somewhere like it just it just felt really lame like i've been to a couple of youth groups and like we would just play like weird icebreaker games or like throwing a big rubber ball around and shit but like never some never a standard game like dodgeball or something everybody knows the rules too it's always like the youth pastor has to get up and be and like okay everybody and have like be overly enthusiastic about explaining the rules of some bullshit game i felt like a lot of that was going on in that bar yes it kind of felt like you know those like senior nights where like you literally stay overnight and yeah like a lock-in yeah like a lock-in yeah exactly thinking of yeah it's but it basically felt like a lock-in I only associate that with church because like when I was a kid, like my parents, like my mom would always try to, we would go in like phases of like us trying to be like in the church and like being like a church family and stuff. (laughs) So like I had just associated like 
lame bullshit games with like youth group or like softball with a twist or something like or dodgeball with a twist like so like you'd play the game but then they would make up new rules to make it less dangerous or something (laughs) you know anything they could do to make the game cheesier was like youth group i feel i've never had that experience and then we'd all hold hands and like read from scripture and i would like or not read from scripture but like we'd all hold hands and like say a prayer and that was like in my atheist phase so i would like purposely keep my eyes open and not say anything i was like that was like my act of like quiet protest i'm like yeah i don't want to i'm not here for the religion part i'm here because me and carl are trying to hit on these two girls that are also here (laughs) (laughs) okay True story. <laughs> Great. <laughs> More crickets. Is there a dolphin in the room? There is a dolphin. Well, that I was mean, a horse. <laughs> I don't hey, know how to do, neighbors. How to, we got. Hey, I don't know how, we got a don't horse. Address, I don't know how to. Don't address them as neighbors. I don't know hey. how to do a dolphin. Hey, <laughs> like hey for horses. Neighbors, a horse. Like you could really do a play. Maybe no. I should redesign your logo. Have it be a horse. Whores. Horse. No. Horse. Horses. Yeah. Yeah. Make it a horse. Make it a horse. I used to play horse in my driveway a lot. The basketball game. My oh, dad, yeah. I used to play, play that. Horse. Oh, I forgot about that. Thinking of you trying to shoot a basketball is just brings me a lot of joy. Honestly. Oh, I used to get super pumped during March Madness. Really? Super pumped during March Madness. Oh, yeah. I had this really awful experience, though, with uh, my best friend, Kayla. She wore glasses, and I threw the ball to Kayla, and I threw it at her face, and her glasses fell. So it, like... Just out of anger? No, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was <laughs> It was just to pass her the ball so she could <laughs> make a hoop or <laughs> whatever. So she could make a hoop. <laughs> So she could throw the ball into Dude, the some basket. Some of the shit you say. So she could make a hoop. <laughs> you sound like a grandma when you say that stuff. Like that's what a grandma would say. Make I, a hoop. <laughs> make a hoop in the balls of baskets. I'm a grandma. Over under six cats, what you'll own once you hit age 40. Yeah, I would say so. Over under. Over under under six over, over. under means I, I set the number i give you a number it's like when you're 40 years old i say this is how many cats you will have over under six so will you either have less than six or more than six i think i'll have more than six yeah i think i'll do i'll have a solid 10 in a studio apartment 10 cats in a studio apartment. I'll have one of those really cool, like, shit. Like, like the shelves wall. on the walls. Yeah, the shelves the on the walls yeah. and like a slide. And I'll just make it a really big party for all my 10 cats. Party animals. Party animals. So, what did you think Animal of seeing house? me in uh, my server attire yesterday? It. <laughs> It felt really good because you always talked about serving and I never got to see you in the action. It felt like I was watching you like years ago, back in your youth. Did that look like a dweeb though? Absolutely. 
they give us these okay so i'm working at pretzel bell now in ann arbor as a server and yesterday was my first shift and they give you these tiny little aprons i always just feel like such a dweeb wearing an apron especially like a little half apron like that i don't know what it is i think they're pretty cool though because they're They're, denim yeah they're really cool they could be worse for sure yeah i just i don't know I just have to like swallow my pride to to put on an apron. I thought I would never put on another apron again. Like I haven't worked in restaurants in a few years because I work for I work for the state. Like you know I I make decent Saves money. Children. Yeah, well I don't save Tries. children. I well child protective services. I feel like I've mentioned that on the podcast. I don't know if I have, but that's what I do. My nine to five is child protective service like investigations investigating abuse and neglect pretty wild job i live i definitely live like a double life between like the intensity of my nine to five and then just turning it off as soon as i'm done and then going to live like this aspiring artist life it's definitely like a double life and i've i'm like busier now than i've ever been but I as much as I make decent money doing that like I just I need money for I need I need more money (laughs) well yeah I mean I'm sure a lot of musicians and artists in general can relate to that like trying to make enough money to like yeah so the second job survive on their creations yeah so the second job is uh is to try and it's going to be temporary maybe like a year max to uh save up to to fund things for the band, like to like save up for like ordering merch. When I finish the EP with, with uh, Nick Diener, hopefully sometime either end of the year or early next year, I want to be able to like press it on vinyl, you know? So I'm going to need a uh, moolah for that. And so like, I want to do like a full rollout. Like once the EP's done, like have a full rollout with like themed merch uh vinyl cassettes the kids are, the kids are into cassettes nowadays for whatever <laughs> fucking reason i have no idea why any of you guys like cassette tapes it's beyond me because it's like i don't I, even have a cassette player i, I just like feel in like my that's car anymore like generation why are these a thing like kids who are like i say kids i'm not that old but like people who are like 20 21 right now yeah i don't know that they necessarily they maybe missed the boat because like when we were growing up when we were like six seven eight nine cassettes were like still a thing and so like at least for me like i had cassettes of, of certain things like i had a google dolls cassette that i would play you know and it was like cool but then cds came out yeah well cds came out before that you know right it's not like i was i was alive to see the cd it was coming like out. those it was like those CD and cassette, like little, what are they, walk, Walkmans? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. Like, well, I, yeah. like the Walkman uh, became popular. And so I was like, fuck cassettes, you know? Yeah. And my 10-year-old voice, fuck cassettes. <laughs> but like, I, so I was like, but long story short, what I'm trying to get at is like, I felt no mm-hmm. need to go backwards to the cassette. Whereas I feel like maybe some of the people who like really like cassettes now is like maybe they never had that experience with them. And so it's like this cool new novelty thing. Well, I think it's kind of like with vinyls, like all these like older things. Well, right. But I think it's like just the the act of like having something vintage. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, which is cool, you know. Well, I imagine they're cheap as shit. So I'm glad people are buying them. 
Mm-hmm. So I'll definitely I'll probably get some cassettes made of the EP just for fuck's sake. Um, just to just to sell if they're gonna people are gonna buy them, I'll sell them. Like I want hats, like crew neck sweatshirts. Like I want to have a lot of <clears> merch <throat> and like quality merch. So that's why I'm doing this job. And you know I just got a little bit of debt, so I want to try to get out of debt. Um, a lot of the debt I've I've it's not a ton. I'm not gonna get into how much, but like a lot of that came from putting money into like the band and like trying to purchase equipment and things yeah, like you win that. some you lose some <laughs> so. yeah yeah so it's like i want to crawl out of that and uh get myself back in the green and being able to like afford things without having to like go use credit to like afford merch and things like that and i figured the fastest way for me to do that would be to just get a second job and just bust my ass and just work as much as possible so that's what i'm doing What's it been like uh, working with Nick Diener? And well, when do you think that you said it, you think that your uh, EP is going to come out in like a so year? I don't know when it's going to come out necessarily. I'll answer one at a time. So Nick Diener is awesome. He's great. He's uh, I've only recorded. Uh, I've only worked with him for two different two days so far, but I, uh, the whole process from like messaging him, he, he's like super detailed and like, he's super nice. Like he's really cool. Like I had so many questions before I went to actually see him and he was so cool about answering all of them. And, uh, he's so like flexible with timing. Like I told him like, all right, well, we're going to get these two, two days. We'll do as much as we can. And then I don't know when I'm going to be able to be back money wise. That's another thing working this job is going to help me do is, is, is afford finishing the record. Uh, but yeah, he's just super flexible about it. And so right now the plan is, um, to save a little bit of money, we're going to record drums with Tyler Floyd from, uh, you know, Tyler Parkway in Columbia. Yeah. So he, his bandmate recognized you. Yeah. Yeah. We're at, at Shake Shack. That was funny. Um, he didn't recognize me. He saw that I was wearing a or, Parkway well, in Columbia shirt. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, but no, we're going to record drums with him because he charges like half per day what uh, Nick Diener does. And he does a good job. And and he's, uh, I think Nick Diener has worked with recordings that Tyler's done before. So <laughs> it's like, there's like a level of like trust there. Like I'll be sending Nick Diener quality recordings. Um, so I'm going to record drums with him. And uh, once we finish drums, we'll send them all over to Nick and then I will uh, schedule some time to, to go back. I'll probably go back to Diener's, I'm imagining, hopefully by December, to, and to like schedule a bunch of days to just finish everything and get everything I need to have done. I'm going to do a lot of it myself here. Like a lot of the recordings that like I don't need to do with him, like say like background vocals that don't need to sound super pristine or like guitar parts that don't need to, that I can do myself and still have them sound good and do them all here and send them to Nick so that like I can save time. I don't need to do as much time over there. Okay. And I think a majority of what I want to do when I go back to Nick's is do bass guitar, um, main vocals and uh, have him do the mixing and stuff. Yeah. Cause you've recorded with, um, quite a few people in the local scene, like Wit. You ended up doing some yeah. recording with. And yeah, that was like a demo. Recording with 
Tyler. And it's just kind of cool that you're experimenting with all of these uh, different um, locals to see like what works best for you. Yeah, I mean, recording with Wit was just like a, it was just like a casual, like, throw it together sort of thing. Just get a demo together. Like, it, we didn't, we were both like really busy, so we could never really get, we only had like a couple days to like really work on stuff. The drums didn't sound good because we recorded them over at Caldwell's and then like I exported them weird and like the the bass drum sounded like a, a basketball bouncing on hardwood. and <laughs> But Wit did his best to like replace a lot of the drum sounds with like pre-programmed drum sounds that sounded up sounding pretty decent. But like um, overall it wasn't like, it, w- it was just demo, but it was fun. We had a lot of fun doing it. Um, But yeah, Nick Diener is, is he's got the sweetest fucking house. He's such a cool house. <laughs> And he lives where? Chessening, Chessening. which is like kind of. Uh, I want to. It's it's sort of near Saginaw, but not. It's 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 like forty five minutes to an hour away from like where my dad lives in Linden. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's it was cool recording with Nick. It has been so far because like he graduated from the same high school that I did. Oh yeah. So like, but he only went there for one year. He, I, he went to Fenton three years and then a lot of his friends were in Linden. So he went to Linden to graduate with them. I'm pretty sure. But so his senior year in high school was my, uh, when I was in eighth grade and like, I went over to, uh, they took us the eighth graders over to the high school to do like a tour one day. And, uh, they took us into this art class and it was Nick Diener was, it was his art class. And I remember seeing him and he had done this pic- picture of like him and like a guitar or something like that. <laughs> but like, I knew who he was cause the swellers were already like up and running. And, uh, I was like, Oh shit, that's Nick Diener. You know, like the swellers, he's a fucking like local hero and like the rock, like in the music scene, you know? So obviously we held him in such a high regard. Cause like when you're in eighth grade, anybody who has any level of success is like famous. You right. Know? So like, Oh, that's Nick Dieter, blah, blah, blah. So like over time, you know, you realize these are all just normal people. So it's been really cool to like, and I told him that story too. He got a kick out of it. Um, but yeah, he's so down to earth and we, we talk about like him being on tour with some of like both of our favorite bands you know early november motion city soundtrack shit like that and it's just really cool really so cool what would be like your dream tour like who would you love to have on tour with you Ooh, i knew this was gonna be manchester for orchestra you. okay but like yeah we're bad books honestly but like to think about like what my music sounds like I think Manchester Orchestra, like what what would be like the best well blended tour? Yeah. Would be like Manchester Orchestra, me headlining, of course. Now, um, I would be like <laughs> clearly opening. Maybe I, maybe even if they let me play outside the venue beforehand. <laughs> like when we were going to John Mayer and there's like those people outside Little Caesars Arena. Yeah. Like John Mayer didn't have an opener, but like there's this like, 
crappy like blues rock cover band like outside the arena set up playing and i'm like <laughs> you know those people told somebody that they opened for john mayer <laughs> yes i technically Guaranteed. they kind of did though yeah. but yeah okay so if it was like a three if i could add yeah like, like if you had like an opener and then opener would be me because there's no way i would be playing after any of these bands so that would be like me uh Man- okay well, manchester headlining okay or maybe um circus survive Ooh, that'd be cool yeah and uh the deer hunter Ooh, if I'm, what a mix. About, I'm thinking about the bands that are like uh my biggest like inspirations and like the ones i like idolize the most i guess okay It'd be like circus survive the deer hunter manchester orchestra i think that would be a really good show yeah yeah let's see if and if anybody was actually there for my set or that show i'd be amazed <laughs> oh my gosh well okay let's consider that you know this is you're very well known so i would be you mean yeah <laughs> oh yeah 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 it'd manchester, be like oh is that the podcast guy <laughs> manchester orchestra would be the opening act and you would be the uh they would be thanking the me just for gig. letting them on the bill. <laughs> yeah. They'd be like, we're so appreciative. We're so humbled by the opportunity. <laughs> I feel, feel so thankful. And they'd be like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> but you don't care because you got a big shirt. And I'd be like, can I borrow your amp? <laughs> <laughs> can I touch your hand and never wash mine again? That's a thing. Uh, yeah. That's a thing. Oh, hey, real quick. Hit pause. We're back. Brian is now with some Child. salad. Oh. Some leaves. <laughs> yeah, as you said earlier. <laughs> yes. Some leaves. I ate all the chicken out of a kale and romaine Caesar salad. I'm going to pull a crystal and but I'm going to go disrespectful on you motherfuckers and get some food. <laughs> <laughs> So that's a disrespectful. <laughs> it looks rather. You got some more. Uh, got some more hot questions. Let me the, the think. burning questions. So, have you ever done like something absolutely amazing, but nobody was there to see it? Like, have you ever like done something and you thought like? Oh, like I wish somebody could have saw that because that was freaking amazing. Um, maybe if I want to keep it in terms of like music, sure. there's a number of times, and I've so many musicians will relate with this, but like I'll be jamming with people or even just like improvising myself trying to write something. And but it's especially cool when you're jamming with people. And it's like when everything clicks and it's like, it's all improv, you know, you're not writing anything. You're just like playing as you go, making it up as you go. And when everything just clicks and it's like, holy shit, this is awesome. This is so perfect. And it's like something that's better than anything you could have like tried to write, but there's no recording of it. And then you don't remember it. It's, it's like, God, I really wish um we could show that to somebody you know i wish we could like actually relay that to to actual people but if you weren't there 
you won't you'll never know you know and i've done that like with like with like me and just my acoustic guitar like where i'm writing a song and like all of a sudden i start to feel it so i'll start singing you know i i don't come up with lyrics on the fly but it's rare that i even start singing on the fly like even like singing notes when i'm playing guitar usually like the guitar comes first and then i make up the lyrics and the the melody in my head but there are times when i'm like really feeling it and like i'll just start like singing out loud and i'm like oh this is so fucking good i love this and i'll lose it you know that's happened a bunch but as far as like amazing feats of things like i'm sure there's been times where like i like almost dropped something or like knocked something over and like made like a miraculous catch (laughs) of something that i'm like oh that was so fucking crazy but like nobody sees it you don't get credit for it yeah that's a hundred percent happened to me i know that i did something like i flipped a cup and it landed something ridiculous that i wish that somebody could saw see somebody could saw somebody could <laughs> yeah. could, could saw saw in half um but i, I have a question for you is. what's your favorite live show that you've ever seen not just what's your favorite live band but like what's the best in terms of like the music and like the performance, not like what it meant or anything like that, you know, but like the single best like musical performance you've seen live. Ooh. That's a really good question. I know. All right. He's getting I'm, back at me now. He's, I'm he's a host. coming. I host coming a podcast. Hot. <laughs> what the questions. Am I um, a professional if I don't get paid? I'm a professional podcaster. I just don't get paid. Yeah. Um, no one's ever going to pay me for this podcast. Oh my God. Stop. Oh, before I answer the live question, Brian has a Patreon. And for this podcast. Disclaimer I thought Patreon was something where you could just donate. Now that I know it's like a monthly thing, I have no expectations that anybody would contribute money every, every month. Although. Theoretically, if a bunch of people just donated a dollar every month, if you're a listener and you feel like signing up for Patreon and just like having a dollar come out of your account every month, if like 15 people did that, that would help me host the podcast. I wouldn't have to keep the smallest amount. Yeah, seriously. Like a dollar a month would be like, it'd be like, never mind. I'm not going to make the joke I was going to (laughs) make. But uh, because you guys like, he puts a lot of work into this and I'm super proud of him and I'm donating all the cool kids are donating. So it would just mean a lot. He, he definitely deserves it and he can put out more amazing content for y'all. That's patreon.com slash invite the neighbors. There you go. Go. How do you have any contributors? You that's it so far. Oh, well. But yeah, like honestly, it would be really cool. anybody. Seriously, like I have fifty cents because there's no like limit. Like you, you don't have like a five dollar limit. Like a no, $10 no. Limit. Like you can put anything you want. It's on, really nice. Yeah, Spotify. Uh, my stats say I have like a hundred and fifty 
like at least just on Spotify alone, I have at least 150 people, different people who listen, I think, which isn't a lot in terms of podcast standards, but like if 10% of them contributed a dollar a month, it would, uh, combined with what you give me, it would basically cover my monthly cost of hosting the podcast, which would mean I wouldn't that you know i mean i i'm gonna i would do it myself either way i'm not like i don't need the money but i just think it's one of those things where i i don't feel ashamed asking for it because i'm i'm you know providing a service but at the same time i don't expect anything and i don't and if people aren't donating obviously it doesn't bother me like i don't care you know i'm just happy that people listen and i'm happy to have a product out that, oh, you that have people two enjoy. patrons. I do? You have two. Yeah. I'll have to look and see who else is doing it. Thank you to whoever else. <laughs> look at that. Probably so like my popular. mom or my sister, but who cares? <laughs> well, either way. Back to my question. Okay, so I would have to say um, Manchester was really great. And... You guys are probably going to hate the answer, but Brand New puts on a pretty kick-ass show. But Manchester... uh, Yeah. Was really... Like, they sounded incredible. They sounded perfect. Yeah, it just, like... It... Yeah, it was amazing to go to that show. Everything was crystal clear. Yeah. Yeah, it was beautiful. Just a beautiful, beautiful. At the Fillmore, right? Yeah, I think it was at the Fillmore. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. And it was, oh, who was opening up for Uh, them? uh, That girl. Shannon Moser. Yeah. Not a fan. Brian always does this thing anytime. And this isn't to all female um, singers, but this one in particular was, uh, he does this thing where he like made fun and it was just a really good time because it was whiny and indie. and Yeah, I'm not a fan. (laughs) Not a huge fan. I feel like there's a lot of, singer songwriters and um who who sound exactly the same like yeah. even their vocal inflections sound the same and i'm not saying female i'm just saying singer songwriters like i think um it, it can be very boring yeah there is a lot of music out um i've noticed it a little bit in the local scene where the music is just kind of like monotone like it's all kind of name your five least favorite bands that are local. I'm just joking. What's your favorite religion? (laughs) Who did you vote for? What's your view on politics? What's your, that's like, that's what's exactly what someone would say who doesn't know shit about politics, but's trying to act like someone who does. Yeah. What's your view on politics? (laughs) That's like that's like someone speaking Spanish, like trying to speak English. You know what I mean? What's yeah. your view on politics? 
Like someone like just English as a second language. That's somebody. That's what they would say. <laughs> what does you think on politics? <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite book read? Uh, anyways, not that funny. Where were we talking about? Oh yeah, singer songwriters. Yes. I yeah. I just I get bored easily by some things i'm not saying it's not knocking it from like a uh from like an objective standpoint it's just personally to my taste it um it can bore me when there's not a lot of dynamics or the dynamic is the same the entire time it's just like sad and droning on yeah like well there's one thing that about like like love it or hate it like the music i write but you can never say it's not dynamic you know there's always ups there's always downs there's always highs and lows like almost like every song has you know it's like a journey you know there's always like loud quiet fast slow like i i it's cuz i'm add oh that's that's it right there journey journey is one of my favorite bands <laughs> to see live, and that is no joke. I love Journey. I haven't been able to see them. They're going on like this forever long, like Vegas tour. They're like performing every night, and they're not coming to Michigan. It's not a tour, or not a. You, it's a residency. A residency. Excuse me. <laughs> um. Oh, I just, I really, I really love Journey. <laughs> let's talk more about journey <laughs> i will <laughs> speaking of journey Stupid. what did you see the other day what you saw some people the other day that were singing a journey song <laughs> yes so anybody who lives in a major city knows about pedal bars fuck pedal bars and what are they called, Brian? Whites on wheels. Whites on wheels. So this... If you ever see someone who's not white, middle-class looking person on a pedal bar, send me a photo. I won't believe you. I saw it once, not going to lie, Brian. No I, photo I evidence tried. didn't happen. Yeah, I tried to get a photo, but it just blink of an eye. Um but this pedal bar was going by and I shit you not, nothing gets more white on whites on wheels than singing. Don't stop believing (laughs) on the top of your lungs. And it was only the lines born and raised in South Detroit. Don't stop believing that they were like repeating Yeah, and no music. They were just doing this all on their own. Oh, really? Acapella? Acapella. Wow. It was acapella. Didn't know that. That's a new development. And it just, it blew my mind. It blew me away. That's some of the whitest shit imaginable. Yeah. Yeah, that's when I had to text you right away and be like, you will not believe what I just witnessed. (laughs) Because we were just talking about pedal bars and... Then that happened and it was just yeah yeah i ever <laughs> since those things ever since the inception of those things i've been bitching about them 
and they like are, they're all, they're all over the place, and they they're just in the middle of the road, and they're loud. Like I don't understand what's going through someone's mind when they're, especially the ones where every time they pass by other people on the sidewalk, they're like, "Woo!" Yeah, I was just wondering. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what are you trying to convey? You know, like "Woo!" Like you want me to go "Woo!" Back? You're like, what message is being? Uh, transmitted there well you know it's like when you were saying um the people that are on those things they literally like just yell so what are they doing other than like drinking and yelling they're not even really talking to each other yeah it's (laughs) they're just yelling like what is actually occurring like socially you know it's just like this release of pent-up caucasianness you know and it's just like let's i was trying to like make a joke about this too like for stand-up and i was was just playing with this idea of like it's it's so shitty to be like drunk around your parents like to drink with your parents now imagine your parents drunk and all their friends drunk and then just having to be around that and how miserable that could be and then put it on wheels <laughs> in the middle of the street and then that must be how the guy i mean you have to i mean that's how i would feel like if i was running one of those things like if i was the guy steering the motherfucker yeah like you have to take a you have to be a special type of dude i feel like in order to tolerate driving that thing like i don't think there's a long line to sign up to drive a pedal bar i i, don't I know. would not enjoy that experience i know for Fuck sure that with a capital fuh cuck who are you texting i'm not texting anybody okay bro i'm not texting anybody texting your mom <laughs> my dad texted me a heart and Z's because he's sleepy. <laughs> I like how you, you're like your dad's emoji translator. Heart and Z's because he loves me, but he's sleepy. <laughs> he loves me, but he's sleepy. <laughs> That's there's like translators for sign language. I'll be like the emoji translator. Yeah. You'd be great at it. Let's see. Do you have any more questions for me? Have you enjoyed this podcast? Me interviewing? Have I done a good job of seeming like I have? That's all that's important, you know. You're concealing it really well, so I appreciate. It's because I'm wearing concealer. Oh. I always steal your makeup when you're here. Oh, that's fantastic. I always wondered... Yeah, I, uh, no, I have actually, I was just telling you when we paused right before we came back that you, uh, you're doing really good, doing really well. I'm going to be the new co-host, you guys. I've, uh, really made my stand and, I'm curious uh, to, uh, to see how people respond. Like I'll want to post a thing about this episode and be like, so what did you guys think kind of thing? Cause I think you're doing a great job. Um, you know, 
You're doing nice, doing a nice job. I think it'd be interesting to like have you uh help me like interview a band at some point. You know, because it'd be Ooh. it'd be interesting to like have your perspective and like to have you ask the questions you wanted to ask. You know. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. That would be really cool. But I would do that. If the listeners vote you off the island, uh oh, it does yeah. what it is, you know. Shut yeah. Uh, who this motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> Look, who this? New phone, who this? New phone, who this? New host, who this? <laughs> new new host, who this? I can tell you, you're doing a way better job than Colin did at the Blind Pig. Ah, uh. because I listened to that shit when I was walking to the bar to get a drink at the Foulland uh, show unlistenable <laughs> unlistenable him and zito just Talking fucking off him and zito just fucking off <laughs> not doing jack shit <laughs> i think at one point they're like do you think brian will edit this out <laughs> nope no nope. he doesn't edit anything out fuck that this is all live there's literally been like two times when i've edited anything out and whenever uh i edit something out it's like everybody knows it'll be like a moment where like something is said that like definitely needs to remain private oh i've listened to every single episode and i cannot think of when it's happened one maybe one or two times where like and it'll be the type of thing that as soon as i cut like as soon as we're done and i i turn it off we all looked at each other and we knew like that was the first thing anyone said was like okay well we need to go back and cut that part out you know what I mean? Like everybody. So it's, okay. it, it'll be something that's that obvious, you know, and I'm not talking about we're not. It's nothing drastic. It's not like no one's making like racial slurs or like no one's saying like really terrible things about anybody. But there was just a couple of times where it was just like it would be rather than trying to explain and and, and like have to apologize for something that would be said because it it was like it was something that could be easily misunderstood. Or, or misinterpreted it wasn't like something that was like overtly aggressively like insensitive or like hurtful but it was something to where like it was like a sensitive subject and it was much easier to just take it out than risk the potential for backlash and then having to go back and forth explaining what the okay. actual intent was yeah. it was just like it's so much easier to just take it out yeah because there was no malintent there was never any bad intentions but it's just, like I said, so much easier to just avoid it altogether. Yeah. But that's only happened once or twice. I mean, that's pretty good, though. You keep it real. Yeah. I mean, you human beings real, make mistakes. I mean, human beings can slip up yeah. and um, easily, like, say something they shouldn't. I mean, that hasn't really been an issue. But the point I'm making here is, like, people aren't perfect. And there are going to be, you know, times when humans show that they're human. And I, you know, I'm fine with that. I don't necessarily shy away from it. Yeah. But I always let guests have the option to, if they really want something taken out, I'll do it. It just hasn't been a problem. It hasn't been a thing. When I just did the episode with uh, the the people who run that other podcast, The E-Word from Reddit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. That episode's coming out soon. I interviewed uh, Kyle and Ellie from The E-Word podcast. Um via skype they they kept talking like 
inside baseball talking about like all this insider info about emo and stuff and they kept saying like oh we gotta edit this part out blah blah blah. i'm like like, you all know too much (laughs) and i'm like why would you if you're gonna edit it out i they just do more editing with their podcast but i'm just like oh i would i would wouldn't say it like because i i purposely will avoid saying things like you know say i know like a band is it's going to be signed to a record label, but they haven't announced it yet. Or they have an album coming out, but they haven't announced it yet. I just won't say it because mm-hmm. I know I'm going to have to go edit it out. So I'll just talk about it afterwards to save, save myself from having to do extra work, you know? Yeah. Because I really do not like editing shit. It's just tedious and boring. And like, I figured like for a podcast, the whole point is just to get like the natural well, yeah, exchange so, anyways. Yeah. People like uh, normal interactions. People like even. I feel like even people like the imperfections of it here and there. Oh yeah, I you do. Know? I loved all your little hiccups and little things here and there. I mean, on any podcast, I just think it's. I do think that I need to uh, for the, like the on-site episodes. I need to do those better. Um. Because when I say do them better, not have as much fucking around like the whole time. Like, so when I did the Sword Fest one. Oh, on site, you mean like if you're doing a festival or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So like the Sword okay. Fest one was pretty good. Scheme 13 one was pretty good because it's like there was like a mixture of like being a little bit humorous, but like I was actually talking to people and like a lot of there was a lot of good like conversations about music with people. Um, the fellow land episode, it, it just kind of got off the rails. Like, and granted while I was doing it, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun, but it was like there, I, I, and this is me, I'm the host and this is my shit. And I'm saying, I feel like there's not a lot of re-listen value. There's not a lot of like, I wouldn't make it through the whole thing if I was a listener because it was just like. Hmm. Like if I if I don't know these people, I'm not gonna give a shit at all about their inside jokes and shit like that. You know, and I felt like there's a yeah. lot of that. So yeah. I, I feel like I need to reel it in a little bit better um in the future when I do like the on site episodes. Yeah. But I don't even know why I was bringing that up. I don't know why I was doing like why that needs to be better, but I don't know. Because we were just talking about like Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, like, some like hiccups in not podcasting. Editing. Yeah, 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 not yeah. editing, keeping it real. Keeping it real. This has been Keeping It Real with Brian Porter. Brian? I don't like the way I say Porter. my name, Brian. Brian. I say Bri- like, Brian. <laughs> it's like this Brian. hidden, it's almost like this hidden southern draw. Brian, I, yeah. Because like Brian. My, my, I live with my grandpa, my papa, Brian. called him papa. Papa. Yeah, Papa. he's from West Virginia, and so he was, he'd always go Brian or my dad Darren. Darren, I feel like I just have the slightest bit of that in the way I say certain things. Like I don't go Brian, I go Brian. <laughs> Your you voice even gets like Brian, Brian, Brian. It's like Brian. Like I'm saying fucking <laughs> Bron, you know? LeBron, like Brian, Darren, Darren. You know, it's weird, Brian. Yeah. I've always said like Brian. Brian. Yeah, Brian. Brian. So do you listen to any podcasts? 
like on your own? Um, I've listened to uh, Armchair Expert a few. Oh yeah, yeah. I've listened to a few of those. I like listening to those um, on my hour drive to work. Um, and then I'll listen to Congratulations and yeah. Armchair expert. Who do you think should sponsor this podcast? <sighs> Truly. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Truly should, should uh sponsor this podcast. Yeah. Um because it only makes sense. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like, truly, I truly, truly believe that. I truly believe that truly. I think a t-shirt company. I was just about to say, to get on a serious note, t-shirts, for sure. Because all the bands, like so many bands, well, okay, I don't want to say so many bands. Such a large percentage of my listener uh, base, I think, is guys in bands guys and girls guys girls whatever's in bands you know i think it's just band people um and who orders a ton of merch band people band and so this would be like the prime the prime grounds for uh someone who owns a company like that to like you know especially like in this area i think i just been lazy about it like i need to go and and talk to um, somebody who works at those one of those things and just bring a printout of like my episode by episode listeners downloads or whatever yeah, and see if they'd be willing to like throw me some bones throw me some cash I mean yeah what did you say this is gonna be episode 23 so yeah. I mean damn that's pretty good <laughs> so I mean and the amount of listeners, the amount that, of episodes is really anything. I could have like well, two I mean, like to show like consistency, the, yeah, to show yeah. like consistency and like the gradual like increase and in, like listeners and just like everything yeah. just building up. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's only even if they gave me like five dollars an episode or something. Again, that covers the cost of the that covers the cost of like hosting. And if between like Patreon, if I could get a small sponsorship, then that would all I would do is turn that into maybe getting some more stickers, which I would give away for free. You know, like I'm not trying to profit off of this from people at at this point. Like it'd be really great in the future at some point if I could profit off of it because I feel like. You know, I don't want to say like, oh, I deserve it, but like, I wouldn't feel bad profiting off of it. You know, well, no, because it's like a, I'm working. It's it's a well, yeah, this is work. You know, yeah, this is like a part time job. Yeah, like yeah, definitely is. You put in a lot of work. Yeah, towards this and yeah, I feel like I'm stuck now. It's like I can't, I can't, I can't stop doing it. 
No, nope, you have all these. I was be embarrassed. I'd be like, oh shit, everyone would be like, where'd it go? And I'd be like, um, uh, the only thing I could say is like, oh, I'm lazy. Nah, I can't do that at this point. No, don't be Mookie. No. <laughs> don't. Sorry, don't be uh, Mookie. my hours are starting to pick up at the family video. And <laughs> <laughs> that's what we call a callback. I've got too many world. movies to watch. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of getting uh, chatted out. Yeah, we could. We should probably stop this now because we could talk for another three hours. So <laughs> no, we couldn't. Yeah, we could. It would gradually devolve into. <laughs> yeah, I would just end up being noises. Oh, Luca! Hello, young Lucas. I'd like to make it known that Luca finally ended up jumping. Hi, Lily. On my lap. Yeah, I took a photo of you for the website. I'm gonna like. I'll do like a side by side, like a photo of you with Luca and a photo of me with Luca. Amazing. Yeah. And you're in my fucking spot. Yes. Roll reversal. I'm, I'm the whole speech. <laughs> okay. Well, this has been amazing. Thank you for letting me interview you and expose you. It's been real nice. <laughs> you say that like you're like exposing like my dirty laundry or something. TMZ report. I'm like a TMZ reporter. TMZ reporter. It's invite the neighbors. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. da we need to get da. you a jingle. Invite the neighbors. Fucking invite them. If you're gonna have a house show and you don't want the cops called, invite the neighbors. Oh, yeah, invite the neighbors, motherfucker, yeah. If you're going to have a house show and don't want the cop called, invite the neighbors, yeah. Invite the neighbors, yeah. All right, cut that out. No. No. <laughs> That's, wait, that was really good, though. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was, that was really bad. Okay. Well, it wasn't bad. It was, I was joking. It's a joke. It Life's a, a joke. Nothing's real. Anything else? That's all I got. You want people to follow you on Instagram or no? You probably don't care. I mean, I yeah, I guess I don't. I've never like it's plugged weird. myself. Yeah, yeah, know? it's weird. Well, you're gonna have to at some point because you're doing graphic design and shit. That's true. Well, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. Um, my tag. What is it called? My handle. No, is that a Twitter handle? Well, my at is O-H-I-J-N-A-O-H-A-I-J-E-N-N-A-Y. I don't have a website yet. It's in the works for graphic design, my work. You should make an Instagram for it, too. I should make an Instagram. And just, like, post your work and shit. Hit different target markets. All right, whatever. Yeah, but anybody who's interested in getting graphic work done i'm super busy with school right now but i would definitely take interest in anything that you want to explore with again she did the logo for this podcast and it's legit i had a i had a lot of fun making this podcast logo with brian uh, yeah i will say jenny is good at taking like a general idea i had i had the idea like i want it to be like the words invite the neighbors inside a house with like musical notes coming out of the chimney. And that was like the basic, I threw together some fucking third grader sketch of it. And Jenny took it and like turned it into what it is. 
basically. And so she was really good to collaborate with. Luca's licking herself on me. But yeah, so like if you have something, some crappy little logo idea or some crappy little sketch of something <laughs> and you want it to see what it would look like if an adult handled it, <laughs> send it over to Jenna. <laughs> Me! I got you covered. I bring your thoughts to life. I'm like that Evanescent song, Bring yep. Me Alive. And as for me, you know, in a daydream is my band. Um, I'm working on like a little two song EP right now, two song acoustic. I don't even know if you call that an EP, but maybe just like a side one, side two sort of like acoustic thing, teaser, whatever you want to call it to put out. And I'm a part of the Connor Oberst, like Bright Eyes compilation that uh, Colin's putting together. And I'm, I'm going to be doing uh, Four Winds by Bright Eyes on that. So, you know, at a snippet and it sounds really good at underscore in a daydream on Twitter and Instagram and then Facebook, you know, just search in a daydream, whatever Instagram will also invite the neighbors is at invite the neighbors personals at Brian J Porter, Brian with a Y. Uh, my address is no, never mind. Anyways, thanks for listening. It's kind of a long one. If you made it this far cool maybe i'll throw a song maybe i'll play a song i'm not gonna do it tonight it's like 12 yeah it's like 12 o'clock yeah 12 24 right now but maybe tomorrow like i'll record myself doing like an acoustic song or something and i'll throw it on the end of this we'll see though probably not because i have to work tomorrow i'm just feeling lazy but anyways thanks for listening peeps bye thanks